Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Is this the time to actively consider to increase private health care delivery options in Canada? For the life of me, I don't know how you answer no. With more than 6 million Canadians having no primary care physician. You heard that. And projected to go to 10 million or a quarter of our national population. If the answer is no, you don't want to see any increase in private health care delivery options. Is it no because you truly want to protect Canada's public health care system, or do you want to protect political capital? Because I'm going to say to you from my perspective and my view, what the Liberals and the NDP announced yesterday, Trudeau and Singh, the National Pharmacare Program was to keep their Coalition in place. That's what it's about. Because, again, if you can't, don't have a family doctor, your access to prescriptions and diagnosis severely compromised. Yeah, you can go to an ER and you can go to a walk-in clinic, but you don't have the relationship with them that you do with the family doctor, and they don't have relationships with specialists necessarily, but the family doctor does. I know what I'm talking about, because last year, if you listen to this program regularly, you know that I was diagnosed with metastatic prostate cancer, stage four. And I was able to get through the system with the assistance of my doctor. I wouldn't be here right now if it hadn't been for the fact that I have a doctor. Because when, I, when they took me to the ER at the end of March last year, they said, he's not going to make it through the day. That was the assessment of the emergency room doctors. He's going to die today. Because my kidneys had shut down and I was in sepsis. I'm still here, clearly. The system isn't working. And to just say no, 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 no isn't going to improve things. It won't. Everyone has a story. People are dying because they're not getting diagnosed. We hear it again and again and again. It's not fiction. It's fact. But at the same time, they're not able to get to see a family physician. They're paying taxes to support financially the healthcare system that's not available to them. To quote Mr. Trudeau, it pisses me off. Okay. Um, our guest argues Canada's public health care system was once the envy of the world, but no longer. He has for decades fought in court and in the court of public opinion for patients to have greater options to seek and obtain the care they immediately require. 
and if that is private care, using your insurance, then so be it. That's what Dr. Brian Day has argued. Oh, by the way, while the courts in British Columbia turned on Brian Day, as the government did, in the province of Quebec, they have exactly that, but only in Quebec, not the rest of Canada. Because the Supreme Court of Canada ruled in the Shaouli decision, so-called Shaouli decision, that, uh, yeah, the Quebecers have the right to use their insurance and go and get private knee replacement surgery, for example. That was the story in Quebec. So Quebec can do it, but the rest of us, nah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Day was uh, accused of attempting to destroy Canada's public health care system. First of all, nobody has that power. And, and he's a former president of the Canadian Medical Association as well. And uh, he's the founder of the Canby Surgery Center in Vancouver. He has a book coming up soon, A 30-Year Battle to Put Patients First. Um, I Fight for Canadian Healthcare, A 30-Year Battle to Put Patients First. Dr. Day, good to have you back. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Roy. Would you agree with what I just said? Yes. And I think, you know, actually, the courts in British Columbia, the BC Appeal Court answered the question that I heard you raise just, just um, a short while ago, and that is, why can't you use your care card, you know, your government card, and go if there's a weakness in the public system, take it to a private um, facility, which which would work, except for one thing. And, and I'll give you a direct quote from the British Columbia Court of Appeal. Wait times in considerable measure flow from government rationing of health care. The system is intentionally under-designed in order to achieve fiscal sustainability. In other words, this is no accident. This is government policy to limit. And that's what a court that actually ruled against us, that's what they, that's one of their conclusions. And um, as, as you alluded to, the <clears throat> we are unique, and I don't think many Canadians understand this. There is only one country on the planet, and that includes the five communist countries and all of the authoritarian countries. There's only one country on the planet that makes it unlawful for a citizen to obtain private insurance when the government system is not delivering health care. In other words, you are forced into uh, you are forced into a government monopoly system, and that's wrong. And I don't adv I advocate universal health care. I think we have to target the dollars um, to those who are who most need it, and that, that's my you know that's my approach. And so. So in terms of all of what you said, it's all valid. But the reason is government intentionally rations health care as part of the financial and finances. And that's why they won't, they don't want, they deliberately don't want wait lists. They deliberately cut, you know, close medical schools in the 90s across the country. And guess what? We now have a shortage of doctors. Um, they closed nursing schools in, in mm -hmm. hospitals. Yes, they do. We now have a shortage of nurses. This is government policy to ration. And this latest thing with pharmacare, in, I, I support universal pharmacare, 
um, but not at the expense of maybe making people with other um, health issues like cancer um, wait even longer because the, the, they have uh, they they will ration other services in order to to fund that. And I hope we don't get to the state as we are in other areas of healthcare where a few years from now we're lining we're waiting six months to get into a pharmacy and which is you know which is the inevitable result of rationing access because mm-hmm. we wait six months or we wait a year or we wait longer depending on what our issue is to see a specialist when referred by a primary care physician you wait you wait wait people die on those waiting lists and and your position is that this is by design. It, it, it's well. It's not just my position. The BC Court of Appeal ruled ruled that. Yeah. They 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 came out and said, and they came out and said that the that waiting. This is another direct quote. That waiting inherently carries the risk of death, and we know from data, government uh, acquired data, that. Um, at least, you know, up to 35,000 Canadians a year die on public waitlist, and that saves the government a lot of money. Dr. Day, I was, uh, I was in, in the middle of a program on health care a number of years ago in, in Hamilton, where there are four major hospitals. And it was at the time that uh, ambulance bypass was just a fact of life. Went out at all, hospital, all four hospitals all, constantly. And the head of emergency, sir, uh, emergency uh, medicine for the four hospitals called into the program. I didn't know he was calling. He just called in. And he was furious. And he said, I have patients that I can't see, I can't bring into my ERs. We're dying in the ambulances. And he was absolutely outraged. I was thinking, how Outraged must a doctor in such a position be to call into a radio program with that accusation and that demand for improvement? He'd had enough. Yeah, well, the other great paradox you bring, you bring up ambulances. We're the only developed country with universal health care where an ambulance isn't considered medically necessary and is not funded by the government system. That's right, it isn't. It's bizarre. Like you have a heart attack, or you break a leg, and you're lying in the street, and you you you, you don't have private insurance. And and you know that brings up the other fact that Stats Canada has come out with data. We think, oh, we're protecting the the lower income groups. Well, those are the people that I want to advocate for because I think we should be funneling and targeting them with more funding. And um, and as I kind of cynically say. Um, you know, Conrad Black doesn't need free free healthcare um, like the like every to the level that everybody else does, and and I think that uh, we need to target those that cannot afford it. That means learning from every other country on the planet that that and especially the developed countries where we we rank at the bottom of of developed countries in terms of our health system, and we need to do something about this and. And uh, of countries that have universal health care. So we need to look at the European countries like Switzerland and Germany and mm-hmm. Norway and Holland and, and, and learn from them. You know, not just European, but places like New Zealand and Australia. We, these countries all have universal health care. 
ambulances are covered, they have pharmacare, but they don't necessarily um, get, you know, in, Germ- in Germany, for instance, I-, I was speaking to a German orthopedic surgeon just last week, and I asked him just out of interest, how long does a patient with in need of a hip or knee replacement have to wait in the public system? Now, they have 90% public system, 10% private, but, but you have to be in the upper income brackets to get into the private system. And, and he said, oh, you wait quite a long time in, in the public system for a hip or knee replacement, maybe as long as five or six weeks. Hmm. And, and, and then and I said, well, what about the privatism? He says, oh, that's, that's more appropriate. You only wait days in the private system. Yeah. So, but, but, but the point it brings out is that a monopoly is in, there, there's no monopoly. So the government <laughs> has their ears for the German public to see uh, another an, a parallel system there that keeps the keeps the government system honest. Okay, and we don't have that. We, I don't think there's a single monopoly in any field that serves the consumer of the service well. Doctor Day, we have about five minutes. I want to get a caller on. Somebody just called, and I think you'll be very interested. But before before we do that, you mentioned Switzerland. I was just in Switzerland for two weeks, and everybody in Switzerland has insurance. They have to have insurance. It's mandatory, as you know. And it's geared to income. And then when they require health care, it's, it's there. It's not always perfect, but it's, it's better than ours in, in the delivery system. But you mentioned New Zealand, and I have some concerns with New Zealand because their pharmacare system, as I understand, does not provide the very best of the latest medications to save lives because the pharmaceutical companies will not send those medications to New Zealand because the National Pharmacare Program doesn't pay what the pharma- pharmaceutical companies want. Are you? Is that true? And then, and can you just give, give me this in thirty seconds? Are you concerned that a similar situation could happen in this country with the National Pharmacare System? Yes, I am concerned, and 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 you know, it, it's like we have to know our limitations, and there's a limit to what we can provide, which is why we should universal um, pharmacare is great, but 70% of Canadians already have coverage. So we should be targeting the, those that can't afford that coverage and give it to them. Now, yeah. we, we don't need to subsidize wealthy, the more wealthy groups. Target it where, where it's needed. Okay. Barry just called us uh, from Calgary. Barry, how are you? Thank you for calling. Hi, my name is Barry. Yes, sir. Uh, well, um, I'm concerned about the current uh, liberal thing about uh, covering contraceptives and diabetes. My wife died of diabetes, and I don't understand why it was never, ever covered. And yet, liberal government is all of a sudden contraceptives. And I'm, I'm very disturbed about that, but I don't understand. My wife died of diabetes. It should have been covered. Yeah, they are saying, Barry, that uh, going forward, diabetes is going to be covered, medication for bi- diabetes and um, insulin, and the procedures that are necessary are going to be covered. That's one of the things they have said. I'm so sorry that your wife passed. But it's indicative of what's wrong with our system. What ha- I mean, what, what was your wife told? I'm sorry? What was your wife told? What, what explanations did they give? 
Um, you're basically on your own pay for uh, monitoring devices are free, but insulin is you have to pay it out of your pocket. Barry, what I'd like to do is I want to put you on hold and please give your phone number to our producer, Tom, because I'd like to talk to you off the air. Please hold on. Don't go away. Tom will get your phone number. Dr. Day, we have uh, just about a minute left. That's, there's, a, there's a case in point. Exactly. That, that, as I said, let's target things and services to those who aren't getting them right now. And, um, and if someone already has valid and, and, and uh, insurance for, for whether it's extended health, we call it extended health insurance in Canada, but it's really private health insurance for what the government won't cover, and let them keep their insurance and let, let those in need be, be covered by, by pharmacare. But the, and the same for dentistry and the same for ambulances and the same for, for all the other things. I'm not talking... Next, I, I think if you're on welfare, you're covered. But we're talking about the, the work, so-called working poor. They need to be looked at. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 